0: Ian Fletcher, a lobbyist for the UK property sector at the British Property Federation, promoting the interests of investors, landlords, developers and property managers. He was formerly Chief Economist and Head of Policy at the British Chambers of Commerce, representing the UK small businesses and entrepreneurs. Ian does advocacy with government, MPs and other stakeholders and has particular interest in housing policy, commercial property, sustainability, planning and regeneration. He is particularly passionate for housing. He was on the board of the National Approved Letting Scheme and had three enjoyable years chairing the Committee of Management that regulates student accommodation. Today, his focus is Build to Rent, and Ian has been instrumental in delivering our sector and its future growth. Welcome to A New Lease of Life, a podcast and insider's guide to the Build to Rent sector. Exclusive interviews, thought-provoking analysis, and entertaining discussions brought to you by Devril Smith, the right people. Well, Ian, look, thanks for joining me today. Um, First, it would be good to get a bit of insight into you and your story first, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, certainly, Nick. It's it's a long story uh, (laughs) in that um, I've been at the British Property Federation for 19 years now, and... uh, 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 you always had a passion on the, on on the residential side obviously as director of policy cover um the whole gamut of things that can affect the, the real estate sector uh but um yeah built b- b- rent in particular has um yeah been something that has been a you know, personal passion and uh, uh i have come from a lobbying background i i joined uh from the British Chambers of Commerce, um, where I was a uh, head of policy and chief economist there. Um, always been a bit of a Stato. Um, I um, uh, taught stats at a, a higher education institution. Uh, so it was sort of liked the uh, analytical side of our, of our job. Um, but started off uh, at a, uh, a banker. Uh, what was then Midland Bank, uh, working with small businesses, uh, looking at marketing. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a, been a varied career. Um, I don't think you ever waste time in terms of your your uh, your work. Um, yeah, the things I've learned, I've sort of brought into um, my current job in terms of you know, representing the sector.
0: Ian, look, well, we've got lots to talk about today. Um, and today's main focus will be the recent report, Who Lives in Built to Rent?, which is an analysis of Build to Rent occupancy across England. Um, first, I wanted to get a recap on the the current build to rent pipeline, and for those listening, together with Savills, the BPF prepares quarterly statistics on the build to rent pipeline for the UK, and it goes as specific as naming buildings either complete, under construction, or in planning. So, Ian, we are in Q3. Do you want to give us an overview of where the sector is right now? Yeah,
1: thank you, Nick. It's um, yeah, looking very healthy. Uh, we uh, show that uh, there's. 206,000 uh, diff- different uh, uh, units coming forward through the built in pipeline we we split that into sort of constru- in in construction in planning and uh, and completed um, it's quite um, uh, a growing sector over the last year um, 13,000 completions and uh, we did a, a bespoke piece of analysis um, in, the, in in this quarter looked at um, Growth in built to rent in uh, the 20 key cities that uh, government's identified as where it wants to put um, housing growth. Uh, so, uh, really interesting set of stats. Uh, I think, uh, in terms of completions over the last three years, uh, Manchester leading the way, uh, built to rent 34% of all completions there, uh, 24% in Liverpool, 18% in Nottingham, and about 15% across those 20 cities. Obviously, we always have a a, a political context to the work that we do, and um, what we're trying to illustrate is that um, Build to Rent is perhaps um, fighting above its weight in terms of some of the government's objectives developing in urban sites on brownfield land um, in those 20 key cities.
0: Thanks, Ian. Um, Let's move on to today's report. This has been produced by the BPF Data Loft. London First in the UK AA, and it's now your second publication, and it's jam-packed with new information. Um, I guess first, you know, what was the what's the purpose of this report? And so can you talk a little bit about the, your sample?
1: Yeah, no, the purpose of the report, um, primarily is, um, I suppose, to be to be transparent about the sector. Um, yeah, my my experience and over the last twenty years has been that politicians don't know enough about the private rented sector in general, um, and therefore are, I think, suspicious of it. And so, yeah, both the combination of the Savills report and this report on who lives in built to rent are are trying to provide transparency um, about how the sector is growing. Uh, Yeah, there's, a I think, a perception out there that sometimes built to rent is uh, high rented, um, high rental. Product for high net worth individuals. Um, yeah, the report I think dispels that that perception. Um, yeah, some interesting research around incomes, around age, household type, affordability, um, the demographics of this of the sector. And we we had a tremendous response this year. Uh, yeah, last year the report was just London and based on um, eighteen hundred uh, sample. Uh, this year we've got twenty one thousand and um, that is in England wide you know, it's about a quarter of all the uh, the completed units in the sector so far so it's a really good um, I suppose window on um, who lives and built in.
0: and yeah fantastic your key findings you compared your old sample to existing PRS data and you sort of mentioned a couple there, the results split broadly into six categories income age household types affordability Employment and resident experience. So I'd like to explore each in, in detail if that's okay So let's first talk about what you found with resident incomes
1: Yeah On on, on, on income um, Yeah, very very similar to the private rented sector. That's that's a theme throughout uh, the st- statistics that we measure um, a, a little bit um, um, You yeah, know of myth dispelling I suppose in terms of 32% of residents and nineteen thousand to thirty two thousand yeah that you know, very much that sort of uh sweet spot of low low to middle um income earners um that, that compares to thirty seven percent in the private rented sector yeah for the further twenty one percent um in the built rent sector are earning thirty two thousand to forty four thousand um pound, pounds a year so you know I, I, I over half our sample you know, is under forty four thousand um that's individual earnings we we, we, we uh, for the purposes of affordability, look at look at household income, um, but um, um, yeah, yeah, it illustrates that, um, yeah, as, as 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 I've advocated that that we are yeah, very much um, helping those those low to middle income earners into into housing uh, yeah, across a, a range of different demographics.
0: Does that um, 19 to 32,000 on average? Does that band differ to the first publication last year or this year? Even? Uh,
1: difficult to compare because um, last year was was just London, um, and obviously as you go out of London, incomes tend to be to, to be less. Um, so um, not not very easy to make a comparison with last year, and the, the sample size is as is, I said far far larger this year. So.
0: Understood. Um, talk to me about age. This, this is one that fascinates me because I think as we um, diversify the stock in the regions, I do think this will change. So what, 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 what was age telling us?
1: Age was telling us that, um, yeah, we, 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 we have a, a young demographic in the, in the built rent sector, um, uh, particularly in the, 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 youngest age group. So 16 to 24 year olds, um, 31% um, of the sample, Whether at that that age compared to 24% in the private rented sector Um, and that rises to 39% of our sample out out of London. Um, I've I've always got the perception that um, the built rent product out of London is slightly different to within London and in London I think it's uh, generally servicing um, general needs housing. Um, I think in some of our regional particularly core cities um, yeah, it is more of an aspirational product. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any, any shame in that. I think that um, yeah, that is serving a very important purpose, which is to uh, retain those young, you know, often graduates in core cities that yeah, supports then their, their, their wider economy. And you know, they're the perfect example is Manchester, where um, Sir Howard Bernstein, um, when he was chief executive of the local, authority the city authority there you saw built rent very much as part of his economic development strategy as well as his housing strategy and yeah you know, I think I think these 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 figures bear that out
0: um and that sort of leads on to the next one so household types in terms of you know are they couples are they sharers what what was the what were you seeing in the data uh, yeah um
1: Uh, a high preponderance of of couples and sharers uh, 58% versus 41% in the private rented sector Um, uh, yeah there is a sample within a sample in in our study Um, so of the um, 21,000 residents that that we uh, uh, sampled um, about 16,000 are in uh, urban built to rent but there's 5000 that were in suburban built to rent and we sort of sp- split split those out they are a very different sample and product um that's being delivered and uh, in that suburban built to rent 43 percent were were families that compares to 22 percent of families in the private rented sector overall so um yeah, we're seeing a i suppose a divergence in the sector um yeah, the the urban product very much appealing to um Couple sharers, singles, uh, the uh, suburban built in product very much um, appealing to, to to families. Although there are obviously a lot of sharers and uh, and, and couples and, in that product as well.
0: So, what were you seeing with affordability? Because I think this affordability is sort of um, I see a bit, a little bit of an argument when I'm reading sort of online forums, and some people have one view on others. But it'd be good to see what exactly the data was saying.
1: Yeah, and and you've got to be. Um, nuanced, I think, on, on the data on, on, on this particular aspect. Um, yeah, if you look at the sort of sort of top line figure, um, yeah, build, build, build to Rent is meeting the national statistics definition of affordability, which is that you're spending yeah, 30% of your, uh, your household income on, on rent. Um, yeah, we, we, we found that when you split it down into the different types of household, yeah, that that is almost been met across the board. Um, so, uh, for couples and sharers, thirty um, percent on, on on the button. Um, singles, uh, slightly higher, thirty two percent, but that compares with thirty three percent in the wider private rented sector. And and for families, um, with the caveat that most of the uh, suburban built to rent is out of London. Yeah, that's uh, at thirty percent again on the button versus. Uh, 33% in the, uh, the private rented sector. Um, yeah, my, my slight cautiousness is that you, you've got to look at, you know, the incomes that built to rent, um, um, occupants, uh, you have, Yeah, we, we, we've said that's slightly higher than the private rented sector. So, um, your affordability is looking, um, at that sort of nuance in terms of slightly higher income earners in the, in the built rent sector, but nonetheless, yeah they're they're meeting the affordability um metric that uh, that national statistics uh,
0: sets so the research also looked into employment of residents and i guess from what we was seeing that the results were uh, pretty diverse so what what were sort of the key uh, the key outtakes there yeah
1: it, no, Nick is um yeah one of the one one of the the uh, i think um yeah more interesting statistic they' they're they're all interesting but you yeah, know for me uh yeah, I like, I like this one particularly. It um, it gives more colour um, to, to to the sector in terms of yeah the the types of people yeah you know, where they where they're being employed etc. Um, that, that occupy the sector's buildings and uh, you yeah, know in that respect it is very varied. Eighteen um, percent in in the public sector um, that is equal with the private rented sector more more more, more broadly. Um, And so we are providing product for key workers. The the mere fact it's been driven as an urban product, I think, um, is is, um, uh, part of the reason for that. um, Often key workers need to be close to their place of employment, um, which is in the city. So um, I think that's a a, a good story to tell. Um, More generally, yeah, o- overweight in the built to rent sector in terms of people working in tech, in media and creative, in finance um, and professional services. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of them, um, I think, professions that are yeah, yeah, supporting uh, the, the growth in the economy. And um, if you strip out London, however, um, yeah, employment is not that different to the broader private rented sector. Sure.
0: Um, okay, that yeah, sounds great. And I, I wanted to touch on resident experience in terms of amenities on site. And I, I believe amenities are sort of one of those things which sort of sets Bill to Rent apart to the customer. Um, and, you know, there are lots of things coming out. So, what were sort of the key takeaways on amenities? Yeah, I, I think
1: the, the sector is still um, sort of learning on immunity. Yeah, we, we, we often forget that, you know, the first built-to-rent buildings were only delivered in about sort of 2014, 15. So, yeah, we're still only sort of six, seven years into into this journey. Um yeah, what was, I, I suppose, illustrated is that, um, you yeah, know, pe- people tend to like some of the, uh, um you know, less less sort of fancy services, the kinds of things that make your life easier, um on a day to day basis. Um you're yeah, clearly in the pandemic, yeah, people's um I suppose needs have changed. So um yeah, so sort of top top rated was um having access to yeah you know, garden, um reef garden, um, reef terrace. Um that's prevalent in seventy eight percent of cases. Um yeah, yeah, the, the uh, concierge on the on the front desk. I've never been uh, failed to be impressed by, um, yeah, the great welcome I get. I've been to probably about twenty built to rent buildings now, and always been yeah, yeah welcomed well um, by those people on the front desk. Uh, so seventy three percent of the sample said they've got a concierge. Um, another great thing I think over the the pandemic has been social events. Um, obviously changed not often. Face to face, but um, yeah, uh, the managers of buildings do 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 a great job in terms of know, yeah, those those sorts of I suppose key events in the year that, that people like to get together yeah whether that's um, yeah Halloween football matches um, doing online socials um, I think that's been very much appreciated and uh, you've got yeah simple things like sort of parcel taking in. Um, and yeah, the uh, big one that I think is important to the sector and on the rise is is sort of co-working space. Um, yeah, and I can see the sector repurposing some of its communal space going forward to provide more co-working space. Um, yeah, you know, give, given that um, you know, a lot of people are not not going to be back in the office five days a week, but equally don't want to yeah you know, be working out of their their, their flat yeah you know, twenty twenty four seven.
0: Absolutely, I'd, I'm sure there is data available, but I'd really be interested to look at buildings and and see um, what the engagement with certain amenities is in terms of you know how many people are using the roof terrace, how many people are using the co-working space. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, I've been to one or two buildings in the last last couple of weeks. One out at, uh, at Greenwich, and yeah, that, that is sort of um, about four years into into its life story and. Yeah, they they monitor very closely how the communal space has been used and are adapting accordingly. So, um,
0: yeah, I, I think the sector will adjust significantly as as it gets those sorts of stats. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for talking me through those findings. Was there anything unexpected or surprised you in those findings, or was it pretty pretty spot on? Um,
1: I think that uh, yeah so some of the occupational side I thought was um, um, a bit surprising yeah that that public sector story um, uh, a lot of the other statistics were, were, were actually pleasingly um, yeah, accorded with uh, our, our, our sort of uh, knowledge and, and, and thinking um, yeah on the the suburban built to rent um, yeah that is almost wholly at the moment uh, an out of London story um, yeah, our sample was mainly um, developments in uh, Northwest, Yorkshire, the Humber, West Midlands, um, and I, I think that is a very different story, and one one that um, yeah will gather pace as more of that product is delivered going going forward. So uh, um, yeah, a really interesting thing I found was just the um, yeah you know, n- nearly half of the suburban uh, built to rent. Uh, yeah, the occupants; those five thousand people um, earned under 26,000. 26, Obviously, it's a, a regional sample, so it will have perhaps lower income than than, than London. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, this is um, yeah providing homes for yeah families that are not on on huge earnings and um, yeah are in need of a quality uh, private rented sector offer.
0: Perfect. So this report just come out. Um, it's the second publication. I'm I'm sure this is now a an annual an annual research report that will be released
1: it is it's um yeah we are um we're going to do a, a sort of follow-up um early in the new year uh, which will just look at affordability in london i think uh, you yeah, that is an important um yeah, political um, um issue that uh, yeah we need to be able to um illustrate with again with transparency how the sector is is catering for uh, lower income households in london um but but then yeah we'd like to do a uh, a uh, an annual um, um, study of the kind that we've just just done and um, yeah, hopefully you know, if we're delivering thirteen thousand units a year yeah next year the sample will, will be even bigger and better and I'm you know, I'm, I'm really grateful to uh, the various members that contribute yeah, there's eighty nine developments um, yeah fantastic um, response this year. Um, yeah, and yeah it's down to them at the end of the day to give us that that, that data um also with the assistance of data loft too um yeah were excellent in terms of providing a, um, private rented sector comparators
0: absolutely and in the next report are you are you forecasting any differences in those, those key findings or are there any predictions
1: uh, the the growth in built rent strongly over the last um, um couple of years has been in 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 the regions so i would expect you know the national figures to um, sort, sort, sort of not be skewed but 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 reflect yeah you know, more more the regional picture as we as we go on um, you know and, uh, london is still growing but but not as strongly as you know that regional growth and you know somebody that's been there from the start you know the the great thing is to see built to rent you know going beyond london going into the core cities and, and now um, yeah, for lack of better words into a number of sort of secondary cities around the UK it, you know it really is a, um, a national story now and yeah that, that that is I think good
0: news. Absolutely so this is focused on who lives in rent what else are the BPF focused on at the moment yeah. in terms of other um, important topics? Yeah, it's
1: um, yeah, busy time um, and um, yeah, part of that is reflection you yeah, know we've had a government that has been uh, focused on Brexit and then pandemic, and you know, needs to illustrate over the next couple of years uh, its credentials on the domestic agenda. So, uh, lots of things on our plate at the moment from um, you know, business rates through to um, commercial rent and sorting that out after the pandemic uh, on the commercial side, and then on the residential side, uh, we've got a um a big big report coming out early in the new year on uh the sector's investment in affordable housing and um, telling that story um and then on the build to rent side um obviously uh, uh not that far off quarter full of statistics uh i always you know look very closely as to what what's happening in the sector and uh,
0: we'll get those out early in the new year yeah um what I wanted to ask you is as sort of as a, someone who operates in the sector, and a lot of the listeners do, what what can we do to sort of help promote and better the sector? You know, you do some brilliant work, and you're speaking to government on a daily basis. But what can we do as sort of uh, participants in the sector do to sort of raise awareness and and make it a success?
1: I think um, yeah, one one of the things which um, uh, civil servants and politicians have returned to. Um, has been site visits, um, so we're always grateful for members um, allowing us to yeah, look at their developments and uh, you know, strip, strip them back, understand how they're managed. Uh, I think uh, yeah, the sector more generally yeah, is extremely well managed, and yeah, if, we're, if we're to maintain the reputation of the sector, that that is hugely important going forward. Um, yeah, that uh, uh, the, the sector is done well. Um, and and then I I, I suppose uh, yeah just from the the sort of, sort of agency side yeah you know, all all those reports that come out of the big agents um, yeah are I think um, really important in terms of yeah as we are trying to do telling the sector story it's still still relatively new and uh, yeah it's not not known by by everybody. Um, yeah, a key challenge for us remains I think just um, ensuring that particularly local planning committees local planners um, appreciate the differences in this sector um, and then that gets reflected in yeah, uh, development permissions um, that, that work for uh, the sector
0: well Ian look, thank you very much for, for giving your, your thoughts and time on this report um, I definitely want to have you back because there's plenty more to come. Um, So listeners, thank you for for listening today. Um, If you have any further questions and want to contact Ian, uh, please do. And uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode.